Computer, initialize Holosuite. Space, the final frontier. Let's see what's out there. There are a million things in this universe you can have, and there are a million things you can't have. It's no fun facing that, but that's the way things are. You can deny me all you want. But you cannot deny Ben Sisko. Exist. Dismissed. Let's start with expression four. Get out. Hello, and welcome to Her First Track. I am her. I am Katie. I don't know why I left such a big pause there. It was like, really I wasn't pause. sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was meant to step in or if, like, if that was the moment I come in and you were <laughs> waiting for a dramatic effect. You need to plan these things out better, given that whenever you do the intro, you do say the exact same thing, and yet we still can't sort ourselves out. I am Kyle, so I am the husband of this duo, and you are my wife. And that'll never get old, saying. No. Welcome to a brand new episode of Her First Trek, as Katie said. This is the podcast where Katie, a non-Trekkie, is taken through some of the old Star Trek um, shows. By old, I am including everything up to Voyager, not including Enterprise right now because she had seen that before. So far, we are, what, 17 or 18 episodes in the bag already? I think this is episode 18 now. Wow. Yeah. How would you describe your Trek journey thus far? A long road. I like what you did there. <laughs> I really do. That one. I, no, I really like it. I'm in a really good mood because since the last time we pumped out one of these episodes, two new Star Trek episodes have joined the ever-expanding Star Trek library. I want to call it back catalog. I don't know. Lower Decks has dropped two new episodes. If you want to hear our thoughts on those episodes, and most of you have already listened to our other show, we do host Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. And on that show, we break down all the latest episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks. We are your go-to Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. Or hopefully we are anyway. So you can uh, go check that out at or just type the name into your uh, podcast app of choice, Katie. How has your two weeks been since we last did her first track? You survived it? Only just. Yeah, the kids are on... Well, coming up on, what, the midpoint? We've passed the midpoint of their summer holidays. So that that's going okay. I'm off now with you for the next week. But parents, you get me. Solidarity. Our daughter has started football training, and for our American listeners, I am referring to soccer. So she is doing soccer training. I'm imagining Eliza now with just those big, like, American football shoulders and oh, running she... around, like, barging everyone out of the way. Yeah, I mean, I could see her doing it. Oh, yeah. Just, totally. like, just... Dump tackling yeah, everyone. Yeah, get her in a bad enough mood and oh, yeah. she'll do it. Oh, she'd destroy Harrison. Harrison being our son, if you're a first-time listener. Harrison had his first... I'll use soccer, so it's easier for our listeners. But Harrison had his first soccer matches last week. The result doesn't matter, is what we tried to teach them. Harrison's only five years old. So it's all meant to be about how they can strive to win, but winning doesn't really matter. So in other words, play as, as good as they can. I was actually, as it happens, I think through s- some pure coincidence and sheer luck of people's sickness not that their sickness was lucky but <laughs> i ended up being the coach for harrison's team's first games they had four games on their first day 10 minutes long each and i'm glad that they say not to focus on winning because it was a rough start katie the first game we won 2-1 i got my coaching career off to a fantastic start uh, but do you hun- know what as soon as they started i was like oh god they're good what the other they're, team they're good <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for five-year-old kids they had no right to be in. I mean, the mm. second group we played beat us 6-0. They were huge, though. Yeah, I mean, my undefeated 
record as a coach lasted 10 minutes in fact so not great but yeah they were huge i mean it's one of those things where you want there to be a drugs test done <laughs> hey to check um, and even an age check there were little moments in my head i thought there's no way that kid is five years old oh but, no um, i know right? especially when then he was jumping on like delivering sliding tackles and we couldn't even get out of our own half in that one, like they'd score the way the football works for kids, you score, then they you sort of kick off again from your own goal line. But they just created this red wall. I was thinking of because they were in plain and red, and honestly, it was just a wall across the pitch. Uh, so we lost that six nil. Next one, we lost four nil. Wasn't going great. Kids were a bit tired, dropping like flies with injuries and mm. Harrison as well included. And then the last game, we drew three three, an epic three three. Mm. And that was one player down after he was brutally kicked in the face with one of those really, really hard footballs. And he just went down like a sack of... Oh, yeah. I mean, the game hadn't even started. No. I was just speaking to the other coach, affirming how many players they had, and just making sure we were clear on rules. And then when I turned around, one of my players was being walked off to his parents and crying because one of their players had just come up and basically at point-blank range, I guess. Yeah. Whilst our players were just waiting, just smack the ball into our and he had face. one of those awful delayed reactions where whenever a kid hurts himself it goes really quiet and you wait for that moment it was like either it's fine or it's going to bring the roof down because yeah. it's going to scream and it went really really quiet and then this kid just let out a blood curdling scream and i was like ah it was one of the situations where the grown-up in me and the, I want to say, more educated as a football slash soccer fan would have wanted to almost take that moment as the, I guess, the impetus to start a brawl with the other team. Mm. But given I'm 35 and the other team are five, that urge had to quickly be <laughs> quickly subdued. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to put this out there. I think they had the advantage. Yeah, I mean, they did. They would have played First dirty. of all, there were five of them. Yeah. Most of them were taller than you. <laughs> No, it was hard. What, what I'll say is that, all jokes aside, was that that was really hard because I didn't know what I was meant to really do about it. Because you can't tell these kids off. Well, he wasn't even one of the kids on my team to tell off anyway. And you just got to hope that the other team will sort it out. We should have had a ref just go over and just show him the card. Yeah, we didn't have Bench refs. that bastard. It was just me and that and their coach, really. But I'm not a coach for the team, I should point out. I'm just a helper. But on this occasion, I had to coach. So, uh, yeah, it went well. It was good fun. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to do it again one day. And maybe we can even... You know, five-year-olds playing football is just like just like a flock of birds just all rushing into the same place. Packing over one bloody seed. Yeah. But you do see, for five-year-olds, some surprising football skills as well. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put it out there. That one kid. Can't what? remember his name. On our team, yeah. yeah. He's going to be famous. And I'm going to be like, my kid used to play football with him. I know. He's really good. And he's I'm not going got... to say his name on here for like data Yeah. Reasons. Also, even at five, you've got to be like, yo, yo, mate, stop. Stop pushing him. Let go of him. Let go of him. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you're thinking, ooh, he's got a little bit of fire in his belly already. I yeah. like it. I like it. But then because his parents seemed to have some fire, yeah. they were like, get him. So a bit of a bloodbath. That was the major things really happened this week, I guess. I'm looking forward to a fun week now with the kids. Katie, uh, we are going to be talking about two episodes of Star Trek this week. TNG's Home Soil and DS9's The Forsaken. But before then, let me just show you my pretty book I've got, Katie. Star Trek, Picard, Rogue Elements. Written by John Jackson Miller. He's now got a book out about our fair captain on Picard. Yes. I, well, I knew. I was trying to do like... I was going to put an accent with Cristobal Rios. Oh. How'd that sound? I don't know what accent it was. But luckily for you, he does several different accents exactly. on the show. So I could say I was being any one of them. Really, couldn't was I? Yeah. Multifaceted. 
impressive. Multifaceted performance by myself. Wonderful. I can't wait to read it. He is my favourite character in Picard. He's awesome. Do you like Rios? I do. I'm sad knowing that Picard is probably only going to be a three-season kind of show because I want more Rios. Mm. And the fact that it could end and let's assume he survives the whole show, he will have only really been in like 26 or 27 episodes. Mm. And it's it so cool. Yeah, it doesn't feel like enough given I've got like a hundred and however many episodes of fucking Neelix and stuff. So. <laughs> I want more Rios. Quark. Give me more Rios. More Quark. I love Quark. Computer, restart all shield generator subsystems. Shield generator subsystems set to active status, reading 98.3% efficiency. Do you hear it? Hear what? The voice. It's not the same attitude. It sounds like the computer. Sir, when you work with the computer as much as I do, you get to know it. They're all very different. And working with the Enterprise computer was like dancing a waltz. With this computer, it's always been like a wrestling match. Till we started downloading the probe. You think some kind of program from the probe is influencing our computer? Well, it's got to be more than just a program, sir. The computer's whole personality has changed. It's not resisting any commands, offering any opinions, giving any arguments. And there's this one other crazy thing I'm almost afraid to mention. What's that? Every time I leave, something happens to bring me back. Bring you back? To the computer. Like the failures to the turbolifts or the transporters. A few minutes ago, I was working at the transporter pad and the comm lines went down. And when I broke for a quick bite to eat, we had a replicator failure. It's almost like the computer doesn't want me to leave it alone. You almost make it sound like a child. So we're closing in on the end of Deep Space Nine's first season. Really looking forward to the final two episodes, uh, but we're not quite there yet. So we're going to talk about The Forsaken, which was another sort of standalone episode of the show. Katie, I'd love to hear how you would describe events in this episode. Well, some super irritating ambassadors come on the ship and Cisco's like, ain't nobody got time for that. So he gives them <laughs> over to Bashir, which is probably like the worst idea because Bashir is a nightmare. But actually, he's pretty good with them. And one of those is, I don't know how to say her first name. I know it's not Roxana. Luoxana? Roxana, yeah. It's L-W. Luoxana. Luoxana. Troy? She's like, oh, hey, Odo. I have never met a shapeshifter before. Let's get it on. And Odo's like, no, you're all right. And then they get trapped in a lift together. Odo is about to go into liquid form. Not in a sexy way. Just generally. What? Hang on. How, how is turning <laughs> I, into I, liquid form in any way a sexy way? I don't know. He starts melting anyway. And he's like, <laughs> ah, shit. It's hour 15. And he's about to turn into goo. And he's really worried that she's going to judge him for it. And then she shows him her without wigs on. Because her hair changes colour throughout the episode. Mm. And I don't know how... Like, I thought maybe she had some kind of shape-shifting ability. And that she could just change her hair colour. Why are you laughing? No, no, I thought you just were suddenly thinking Troy's mum was a shapeshifter. Oh. But it's a feature. It makes sense that you could colour your hair differently without having to have a wig. You could just like... I thought she was like Tonks from Harry Potter. You know, she can like change her hair colour. Can she? Yeah. So they get stuck in the lift together and he's about to turn into goo. And he's like, no, you can't see me this way. And he can't bear her because she just doesn't shut up, much like me. Then she's like, hey, don't worry. This is me without a wig on. But she still has hair. I don't think there's anything that embarrassing about it. And then he turns into goo and she carries him out in her dress. Turns into a big puddle of Odo goo, which was intimate for him. Because as he says in this episode, he had never really been seen in his gelatinous state. Gelatinous. Is that right? <laughs> Except for when he was in a lab and he yeah. said that you know, it was different. That was for the point of research. And at the end, it seems like he 
Because she made a comment at the end. She's like, you know, next time I see you, I'm going to teach you all about pleasure, whatever the hell it was she said. Which I don't another think she said that. Wax on. It wasn't pleasure. But it was in, she was implying that she's going to rock his world. And he didn't seem terrified this time. He seemed a little bit taken with her. I think if there was like a proper soundtrack behind it, it would have been like... You know, when he looked after her. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. He was looking at her. Like, all, all I had oh. in my... And I, I think I said to you at the time, it was like, you know, Stacey's mom has got it going on. Yeah. It was like... Deanna's mom has got it going on. She's all I want and I've been waiting for so long. Deanna, can't you see? You're just not the girl for me. I know it might be wrong, but I'm in love with Deanna's mom. I mean, she is feisty. Yeah, she's hot. She is hot. Chicka wow. Yeah, I. And we we were talking about it, weren't we? And I was like, "What would you do in a situation?" You were like, "Well, I'd have to do it." You'd have to do it. I mean, to be fair, she was pretty forthcoming. I think I'd have yeah, to. Yeah, those. Yeah, th- yeah, those personalities are hard to say no to when they when they are that forthcoming with it. It's like, whoa, yeah, you know, I don't. Have also, to deal. she seemed to find like being rejected even more of a turn on. Oh yeah, it's a challenge, though, isn't it? It's a challenge She's for like, her. Oh, you don't want to? Never mind. I'm just gonna press myself up against you anyway which you know if it was the other way around people would be i said this to you yeah people would be saying it's slightly problematic she's julian in female form can you imagine if it had been her doing that to julian look how he freaked out at the jadzia oh my it gosh in the but it would have been a real nice taste of his own medicine i'm thinking about it now and it's making me laugh so this was slightly different for luaxana for you then because you have seen her in one episode so far of tng where she was kind of like this with jean-luc but even more aggressive i'm just with Odo. expecting it with everyone with her like whenever i see her she's just gonna be picking on a weak man and like yeah. show me a good time bitch i like that we got to see sort of under the surface of her mm. like when she took her wig off much softer yeah it's quite a big moment i think yeah it's interesting that moment happened on like deep space nine and not on tng which is the show that she's more you know closely associated with because of the well she's Troy's mum so i just thought that this character work for luaxana was interesting that it happened on this show does she turn up much in ds9 then i think at least one other time yeah we definitely see her another time i don't know how many other times i don't think she died when DS9 was still being made. I think she may have died after. Oh, she's dead, is she? Yeah, yeah she passed Aww, away. Oh, R.I.P. So what about the, the main story then? Like, Remember when Miles is getting really annoyed at the computer? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get what was going on here at all. He was like, I know this computer and I know there's something up with it. <laughs> yeah, because it started working really well. Yeah. And he's like, this isn't right. Wasn't it too happy? Or was yeah, he, he was like, like it's working efficient? too well and it doesn't send me any like, this is not possible or that's going to not be possible for your request, blah, blah, blah. He's like... Yeah, something's wrong with it because it's working too efficiently. <laughs> and then he's moaning about it and he's like, I'm going to have to take this whole computer apart and put it back together. And it's going to take me like two or three years. Yeah. He's like, you're moaning that computer's too efficient. What are you doing? Yeah, he didn't trust it though, see? Because he was, as we saw at the start of the episode, he had a really bad relationship with the computer before that. It wouldn't do anything he wanted it to do. And then... I mean, I'm on the same page as you, mate. I hate computers. I thought it was funny. I thought Miles was used for quite good comic relief. Well, actually, the whole episode, if you think about it, was a comedy in most ways. You had the Bashir stuff, where you just couldn't get anything right with the ambassadors. Also, yeah. what a bunch of dickheads the ambassadors are. Oh, I know. So rude. Like, I'm madam ambassador. Yeah, get off your high horse, love. All right? Step down. Yeah, and fuck off. Oh. Yeah, I tell you what, go get an airlock and ride your horse out of here. Oh, that's not fair on the horse. Oh, yeah, that's not right, is it? Unless it's a space horse. Well, we can beam the horse back in quickly. A space horse. Yeah. Does a space horse then have legs or not? Would it have any need for No, them? no, it's got, like, thrusters. <laughs> well, <laughs> on the back of it. Yeah. So, so imagine its legs are bent like yeah, but, a leg. Yeah, yeah like exactly. So, yeah, so they're bent, bent like when you see yeah. laying down and stuff. But at the bottom of them, so the hooves, they've got, like, the lights of thrusters. Yeah. And these horses are just... 
<laughs> and then to, to activate them, you pull on the reins. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, I hope no one's like genetically engineered these horses. I think, I'm thinking just like a robotic horse. Someone should have. Oh, no, I was thinking it was a real animal. No, that's not. What is wrong with you? What? That's not okay. It's not suffering. Unless, well, it might be. Unless the horse is like a synthetic life form horse. Was created that way. Yes. Or horses were dying out and they were like, there is only one way that we can save the species and it's to turn them into part horse, part... Spaceship. Spaceship. <laughs> Maybe it was evolution. I think this is a really good storyline. Yeah, it could be evolution. Why horses want to we? explore the stars, <laughs> but they, they can't really get on our normal ships and do anything, so eventually they just develop thrusters on their hooves. How can they breathe in space? Or do they have helmets still? They're not that ah, see, I didn't picture them with helmets, but that is an issue. It is. Maybe there's something need to. Breathe. Maybe that is evolution learned, in its finest. Yeah, they learned to hold their breath for a long time. Oh, God. Oh, no, you can't hold your breath in space. That does that does more harm yeah. than good. Okay, I'm imagining a little tiny oxygen mask, but okay. not even hooked up to a tank, so you never actually know where the oxygen's coming from for it. It's like a plot hole, but... God, I'm picturing these things in my head now. It's troubling, because... I need an artist. Someone listen to the show. We need, we need someone to draw this horse for us. Again, legs bent like it's in the air. Jumping, not unnaturally so. No, not unnaturally. Like just bent. at the knees. Yeah, at the knees with thrusters on the back. I imagine they're blue. Did you see blue? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I'm with you on that one. With a little tiny air thing over its mouth. Maybe just like a straw, like a futuristic straw with a seal on the top, obviously. But somehow, obviously. somehow, oxygen is coming back and forth from it. Yeah. Okay. How do we get onto this? I don't know, but it just reminds me of that viral video that was going around oh, in like. Oh man, has someone done um, the space horse already? Well, not really. It was that. It was remember the video with the horse with the massive dick. No, and isn't like, that most horses? Get though? on my horse! I'll take what? you around the universe. No, what do you watch on the, the internet? The places too. I think you'll find that the universe pretty much covers everything. Shut up, woman! Get on my horse. That was the what it was called. Shut up, woman! Get on my horse. What? Really? What is this? I've never heard this in my life. And it's got a massive dick. No, it's and, not. And the guys, and the guys, what? and it comes out, and it's a cartoon. What? It's a cartoon. And then there's a woman looking at the horse, and she's like, what? And the guy who's riding the horse is like, that's where the lemonade is made, sweet lemonade, ooh, sweet lemonade. No? Is, it, is this what non-Trekkies watch? <laughs> there's two camps in the, the world. There's the Trekkies, and then there's the non-Trekkies who watch this weird Shit like this. horse porn I mean, I am talking... It's not video. horse porn. It's like from like 10 years ago. That doesn't mean it's not horse porn. It's not horse porn. Because <laughs> it was made 10 it's, years it's ago. It's a video. It's like a... It's like a... Oh, I'll show you later. No. no we'll put know. the link in, in the comments. <laughs> no, actually, no, we're not. We're not. <laughs> I mean, don't because it'll be stuck in your head forever. Some ingenuity from Bashir when the corridor was on fire. Yeah, To get well. the ambassadors into the Jeffrey's tube, which presumably would still keep going the other way. So I would have thought they could just climb out, really. But but good work from him. And he's going to get a commendation for it. Yeah, and I'm surprised, actually, given that the, <laughs> that the ambassadors were such tossers. I was really surprised that they weren't, like, just infuriated that they'd been put in that situation in the first place. And they were actually super great. I really thought they'd be like, oh, I can't believe this. When I get home, I'm going to be filing a report, blah, blah, blah. But they were like, oh, thanks, Julian. Yeah, I could see them kind of, even probably did, having a go at him and then saying what he just said then. And then Cisco just being like, you know, you win some, you lose some. Can we just talk about my favourite moment in this entire episode? Well, actually, all the Odo and Loxana stuff was great. My favourite moment was when Odo went to Cisco to complain about Loxana's 
showing yeah. interest in him. Yeah. <laughs> and like he, he's panicked and, and he, like you've never seen Odo scared. And he was really scared at this sort of sexual interest. But Cisco's face throughout this was just a typical guy when he's got another guy talking to him about sex stuff. And he was loving it. And he was loving Odo's discomfort at it. And he was encouraging. Yeah, Odo, Odo. was like, what do I do? And Cisco's like, just give in. Just take it. Imagine if he joined the Troy family. As we said, we could have the show Keeping Up With The Troys. Be a cool show. Hilarious dynamics between people who can read people's minds and a man who turns into goo every 16 hours. Jesus, Maybe in the middle of family lunch, Odo turns into goo and they're like, Not again. (laughs) Look to the camera and laugh. Dad. Oh my God, Dad. Hit a laugh track on it and... Oh my God, we just pitched a new Star Trek show. A Star well, Trek we reality show with the horse thing. So anyone who's Jesus. listening, these ideas are copyright. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if the horse thing will mix with the. <laughs> no, I'm not suggesting we're in the, the same show. For we God could try sake. build towards the big so crossover. Obviously separate. Actually, think about it. Odo could turn into the space horse. Yeah. That could be Odo needing to find a way to fly through space when he's on a ship. He turns into a space he horse. He could just turn into a regular spaceship, though. Oh, could he turn into a spaceship? Probs. You can turn into a yeah, chair. Yeah, why can't he? Yeah, you can turn into objects. You could turn into a ship with a warp core. I have a question, actually. Oh, gosh. About Odo. Because, you know, when she was like, let's go and have a picnic. And he was like, I don't eat. This mouth is just ornamental. And I don't have an esophagus. Can't you just, like, make one? Good point. Just do it. Yeah. And then you can eat like I mean, a person. I, don't, I don't think Odo's like a, a 3D printer, but... I think he might be. <laughs> Odo the 3D Although printer. Although he did say that he worked very hard on his hair, which I was thinking, like, if you're going to work that hard on a hairstyle, you should probably do a bit better, because that's not great. <laughs> his hair's got better throughout the season, though. I want him to have, like, an afro. I could see that. That would look good on him. Or dreadlocks. Yeah. We can imagine how brutal it would be if he said he spent ages working on that, and Roxana was just like... Really? Really? <laughs> But the rest of your face, did you spend a long time working on that? really good. Yeah. Um, We do get explanations about some of that stuff later on, though, about why Odo looks how he looks. I mean, it seems like a lot of work to be in the form that he's in all the time for him. Like, Mm. he looked in pain when he was trying to hold it. Oh, yeah. Do you think it's proper pain, or do you think it's like holding in a poo? (laughs) Just spat everywhere. I just imagine Odo's really thinking, oh, my God, I'm I'm about to shit myself. Guys, I'm prairie dogging. (laughs) Yeah. A what? Prairie doggin. What's prairie doggin? Like turtlenecking. <laughs> oh no. Oh my gosh. Okay, moving on from that. Do you enjoy this episode then? I'm enjoying it more the more I'm talking about it now. I know. It, it's been a it's been a right laugh talking about it. Yeah. Didn't understand any of the computer stuff. Think I missed that. You actually marked the episode down on your score. Yeah, because I wanted there to be like a really good explanation for it, and yeah, then we either I missed it. it. No, there was one, but we were talking through it. I don't believe in rewinding. No, I mean, what am I, a '90s kid? Remember when you used to have to rewind tapes by putting a pen in there and and like twisting it? Then were the days. Yeah. I saw someone on Facebook the other day asking for a VHS copy of Revenge of the Sith or something, Star Wars film why and said i'm willing to give 80 quid for it what why for vhs they become collector's items it's like what happened with uh, vinyl records but at least vinyl records play nicely vhs videotape plays shit the picture is awful and if kids get a hold of them they find it really fun to pull out the black tape and then stick their sticky gooey disgusting fingers all over it you are deliberately evasive and it must stop you have kept information from me since our first communication An alien life form has taken possession of my medical lab. You knew of its existence. Yes. Is this true? You knew there was life on Valar 3? I knew that there were random energy patterns. Yes, I knew that. But not life. Not by any definition that I'd ever heard. But you tried to keep that knowledge from us. No! They are meaningless silicon crystals which rebroadcast sunlight. 
It is a life form and it has intelligence. Why do you say that? It's trying to communicate with us. There's been a few episodes in TNG season one that do feel just in vibe from like the music to just everything about it. Like feel like TOS episodes. And for me, Home Soil was one of those as well. I don't know if it's one of the scripts that ever got written for phase two that uh, didn't get used. Obviously, TOS came back as films instead of uh, a revival series. But this really felt TOS to me. Like there was lots of the music underneath scenes that felt TOS. The alien entity that was talking with the, yeah, like, with the deep voice. Mean, it's just TOS all over for me. And I don't, I don't think you'd see that now. There's lights that were talking with a deep voice. And also... Bags it, of water. Bad. I, I talk this way because sentences, no, make sense. Yeah, and if the alien entity is new and young, I just, for me, I'm like, how do your voice get so deep already? I'm jealous. Maybe their voices break earlier. I mean, I was born with an unnaturally deep voice. Are you jealous of me? You don't have a deep voice. I do have a deep voice. Not deeper than me. Really? You think your voice is deeper than me. I don't know. You've never listened to an episode of this podcast, I I can tell. I have a really deep voice. You used to joke with me that you had a boy's voice. I do, and a boy's face. You'd be like, I sound like a boy. I do sound like a boy, and I... Also have a boy's face when I don't have makeup on. This is not true. You are too detrimental to yourself. I'm not being detrimental have, to males. I just you have a look lovely like one. you have a lovely feminine voice and face. There is nothing feminine about me. There is loads of things. Always well, one, two things. What you say? Not me. My extra bags of water. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode, we're talking about the alien entity that some scientists didn't know was on a planet that they were terraforming because it was only checked for organic life and not for this it was non-organic. I don't even know how inorganic life would even be a thing. It just doesn't make any sense. I guess that's why they didn't know it was there. But one of the scientists was trying to cover it up because he sensed something could be happening on the planet, but he wanted to carry on. This life starts to reproduce because the lights are on too bright, basically, in the medical lab. So it started to Vampire. reproduce. And then it went to war with the Enterprise because it figured that it been trying to send messages to the terraformers that they weren't heeding the warnings. So eventually Picard suffocates the new alien. He sucks the air out of the room. I'm trying to make the sound as brutal as it actually is. It's really, it's some kind of like interrogation yeah. and torture. Just remember that Jonathan Archer was criticised by his own crew, or at least Malcolm was kind of not happy about it. And fans, when he put that alien in the airlock in season three's anomaly and started to reduce the oxygen so that the guy would talk. Picard did the same thing here, really. Took the oxygen out, starved it of light. It was like, no, light. And he's like, I'll give you more light if you will talk to me. If you want a war, I'll give you a war. I'm going to literally suffocate you of air and light. The things I know. Well, I didn't need oxygen, did it? I don't think. Did I it? don't know. I didn't really understand that part of it. Yeah. Because it was like insulting everyone, like, your big bags of water, and it's like, you need water to survive, so... It did seem funny that it was trash-talking them. I was a fan of the trash-talk. At one <laughs> point, I thought... complete sentences I thought it called Picard an ugly bag of water at one point. Did it? Yes, Yeah, it did. wow. I mean, that is... That is hilarious trash-talk. Because when it, it was like... It just was like... In, um, Wesley Cru- No, not Wesley Crusher. Dr. Crusher was like, do you understand us? It was like, ugly. I was like, bitch! They were saying how wonderful that this Ooh, alien entity girl! Looked. You yeah. got me good. Calm down, mate. <laughs> Jesus. The roast of Picard. Yeah, it was 
bad enough that you were calling calling them bags of water. Now you call them ugly. <laughs> and then Deanna, ever the optimist, is like, well, you're beautiful to us. And he's like, ugly bags of water. <laughs> it feels like. She's like, I want to be friends. And it's like, fuck you, you're ugly. I don't want to be friends with you. I'm trying to think of Father Ted. Have you seen Father Ted? No. And they have the, the older father who's like elderly. He's a bit of an alcoholic and he's asleep a lot of the time. But when he wakes up, he just gives insults. I just feel like it's, <laughs> it's like that situation. He's like, you know, we love you. He's like... Well, I don't love you, you ugly bag of It's water. like when you try and, like, get with Harrison, you know, after a fight, like, he shouts at you. Yeah. And I'm like, I love you. And he's like, well, I don't like you. Okay. It was hard to concentrate in parts of this episode because Harrison was hilariously laughing at videos of parrots on his Parrot, uh, like, picking up switch. the phone and telling someone to shut up. <laughs> he kept rewinding it and putting it back on that bit. Yes, you kept laughing his And then asking me it. really stupid questions like, Mummy, can a turtle climb a tree? No, hun. Have you, you seen a turtle? Apparently he had on Yeah, yeah, Peppa he's Pig. like, yeah, I've seen it. And I'm like, well, yeah, because well, Peppa Pig must be true. <laughs> I mean, every way she turns, she has two eyes. So does she have four? Yeah, that freaks me out when... People should go on Google and, and Google that image like where oh, someone yeah, said weird. What, what Peppa would look like front on. It is odd. Yeah. Uh, so this episode ends with peace being struck. After Picard has tortured the Yeah, after being. Picard has tortured the, the new being, they send it back, and I guess the terraforming is over. I guess, but they, they are leaving like probably millions and millions, maybe billions of pounds worth of equipment yeah, yeah. on there. And also, were there only three scientists left? I imagined this would be a much bigger project. Yeah, no, I think it was just... Um, just the three of them. Well, originally four, obviously one. Yeah. Did he die in the end? Yeah. He died. Yeah, because she said she couldn't save him. Yeah. But it took me a while to know, like, is he dead or not? Because I was like, well, he we can't be dead because other. he's breathing. Yeah. And you were like, oh, why'd you have to look for that? Oh, my God. But and you then do always do this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course I do. You always do this. You check to see if Oh, my God, sorry. You've got a like... great job on TV. Can't you just hold your breath for, like, a second? Method acting. Come on. Jeez. Hold thy breath. It's not hard. Well, it's not a whole lot we can say in this one. It's a typical season one episode. I will say, though, I do forgive the scientists for not noticing the messages from that little really? speck of light. Because the guy said it was drawing, like, geometric shapes in the floor. And if I'm going to walk along and see a square, I'm not going to be like, oh, shit, something wants us Yeah, but if there's no here. life on the planet, where would that come from? I would have been like, oh, my God, are you saying Hi. Hi! Yes, that's life. Draw me another shape. Yeah, that's the whole point. They kept terrifying. Cool. Yeah, no. Imagine but... if it was life that needed help and like needed some plants. Yeah, and no, stuff. that's that. You're agreeing with me now, though. What do you mean? You said you if you wouldn't even notice that stuff, so you feel sorry for the scientists. But the point is that you say no. I'd be like, oh look, I want to help you and do things. Like yeah, because it's life. You should stop what you're doing because they carried on terraforming, even though there was indications that there was life. And if they carried on terraforming, they would have wiped everything out on the planet. Maybe, but maybe not. Well, no, they would have. I mean, I know it goes against the like directive. Or yeah, they would have. They would have changed the whole planet, so it would have killed the things on there. Anyway. I like how it did say come back to come back in three hundred years. Picard's like, well, I'll be dead by then, but thanks. Well, will he now? <laughs> thanks for the invite. <laughs> Some fans think he's going to live forever following the the end of Picard season one. However, <gasps> uh, they didn't pay attention because Picard was told in that episode that he would live a normal. Life yeah. length. Uh, he wasn't just going to live forever. Maybe Soji can go. Mm. Maybe she's going to live forever. That'd be cool. Mm. Yeah. I hope she lives forever. She's cool. 
Not as cool as Dodge, though. Dodge was so cool. I miss Dodge. I'll always remember being in the same room where Ian McKellen shouted out in shock when Dodge died. Did he? Yeah. But there was one big, like, oh my, or whatever it was. Or what, uh, apparently it was Ian McKellen, allegedly. Oh. He was sat up with the stars and the raised bit and was shocked. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've seen it. Mm. I read it online. R.I.P. Shortly after. Yeah, uh, so this, again, another standalone, enjoy, enjoying it. Yeah, it's okay. We hadn't watched much TNG before getting into I've missed uh, it. When the Bow Breaks and this one, yeah, we've been watching some of the other ones. So this is your first time back with it for a little while, and and then you dropped some love on it with your thoughts on the episodes. I oh, thought missed a bit of uh, a bit of the Enterprise crew. It's gonna blow your mind when you get into the later seasons. What you're you're a, like, it's actually good. Yeah, when when, it, when the show gets actually good, you're gonna be like, oh my god, it's great now. Five out of five, five out of five, five out of five. Like I said to you, you've been making it rain like five, <laughs> making it rain. The fives for everyone. <laughs> yeah. This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, The Sci-Fi Feminist, a feminism and pop culture podcast. I think I binged the first season of Discovery in one weekend. I was so blown away because for the first time, we see this diverse crew consisting of an Asian female captain played by Michelle Yeoh, of course, who's one of my favorite actors, and various other characters of color on the bridge crew. And then most significantly of all, of course, is that for the first time in Star Trek history, we see a black woman, Michael Burnham, as the main protagonist. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. Yeah, so we cut to night time. Harry sneaks out of the bed and starts looking up Voyager with his security codes, etc. Um, again, should be in underwear, but... Computer, show me Tom Paris. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> show me his location right now. Oh, he's 450 metres away. <laughs> hey. Oh my gosh, it was Grongle. That's... <laughs> he's like, I have to go to a hookup. Olivia, I have to go to Bear. I have to... He found... He found him Tom on, and on Harry Space on Star Grindr. Trek Grinder, and he's like, it's Space Grinder. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.